This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Making Moves with TK. I'm so thrilled to be chatting up a storm with y'all. If you're in the car right now, if you're in your house cleaning, whatever it is, turn it up because we're going to have a lit time on this podcast. I'm so excited to like spill the tea on my networking tips and tricks and things. But of course, we have to start out with the motherforking juicy polls. So let's just get right into it. I just came up with these on the spot and tried to do like timely ones. They're not really networking related, but you know, we we start off a little juice, a little fun, and then we'll get into the deep stuff, the meat and potatoes. You know what I mean? First poll of the day is Court and Travis versus Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. This is so hard. Okay. Thoughts on Court and Travis getting married. I'm so hype. Love them. I think they're like so random. Like they, th- I was going to say random, but they threw me for a loop when I like saw that they were dating. But so adorable. Love how in love they are. Like I feel like they make me feel like I'll find romance in my life, which is like, you know, I have doubts. <laughs> but like Megan and Machine Gun Kelly, like I gave zero Fs about Machine Gun Kelly And then Megan came, like, back. Like, she's, like, that it girl right now. And I, like, am obsessed with her. So this is really tough for me. But I feel like my gut is saying Court and Travis. Just because I feel like they are so solid. Megan, Machine Gun Kelly, they don't feel real to me. They feel like, I mean, the stuff that they quote in, like, their articles and stuff is, like, the most out-of-pocket, whack, whack stuff. But, like, I live for it. I just just watched their uh, GQ interview and she... Like, him and her were awesome. So, long story short, I think I'm going Kravis just because they're married, but I still stand Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. I mean, they're so hot. The VMAs live. They definitely served and brought the heat for that event. Okay, next one. Squid Games versus Ted Lasso. Oh, I'm obsessed with Squid Games right now. If you haven't watched it, the first episode is weird, guys. Like, I was like, what the fork is, like, what is wrong with people watching this? But then you have to get, like, to the next episodes. And once, like, all the, like, the violence kind of, like, goes away. It doesn't really go away. But you just get used to it. And then you, like, fall in love with certain characters. It gets really lit. But I think as a long-term show, like, I'm so into Squid Games right now. But as a long-term show, Ted Lasso, like, the character and the character development 
in Ted Lasso is so chef's kiss, so I'm going Ted Lasso. And I'm such, I'm like a sporty gal. Even though Squid Games is kind of like that. It's just, Squid Games is a little weird. It's a, like, it's definitely for a certain someone. Even my dad couldn't handle it. Like the first episode and I was like, trust me, like keep watching. I definitely want to do a YouTube video either like with on my channel or like Alicia's channel or whatever, where we do a Squid Games moment. I think that'd be so fun. So we'll see if that happens. Okay, funny Halloween costume or sexy Halloween costume? This is tough. I feel like I grew up doing the funny. Like, I was like, I want to be the funny girl. Like, one year for Halloween, I literally was Howie Mandel from Deal or No Deal, and I wore a bald cap. <laughs> and I walked around with a briefcase, and I was like, Deal or No Deal. Like, I, I serve funny girl energy. But I think now I'm going sexy. I'm like, let's stunt on the gram. Let's get the motherfucking likes. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I still think funny, like a good mix of funny and sexy is like the way to go. Like that's my style. Um, if I could choose both, like for instance, I think two years ago I was the mom from Mean Girls. So it was like I could still wear the cute, like hot Juicy Couture tracksuit with like the boobs out. But it was still funny because I was like holding the camera and I had a dog and like it was it was funny still. You know what I mean? So I think a happy medium of both. But I guess I would vote sexy just because like, you know what? It's fork it up fall, okay? Um, Horror Nights or Disneyland in the fall? I think I'm going Universal Horror Nights. It is, like, so fun. And I'm not a – well, first of all, I'm not a Disney adult. So there's that. But all my friends are, like, hoes for Disneyland. They're like, let's go. Let's get a corn dog. Like, I'm going for the food, simply. Like, I don't really care. I'm not trying to shit on it, but, like – I'm not really that I don't feel the magic as much as they do <laughs> like I I don't know I would rather go to like the beach for a day or like go get a nice meal like I don't really I I'm not as obsessed with it but horror nights like walking around at Universal and they them coming up to scare you is so hilarious and like scary and fun especially if you go with friends and then it also holds a special place in my heart this is gonna sound so messed up but the first time I ever went to horror nights it was the same night my parents literally divorced me and they got they told me they were getting a divorce and it was like the worst night of my life but I swear horror nights made that day like way less worse because I couldn't like think about it because people were like coming out of nowhere like scaring the crap out of me so I'm thankful for Horror Nights for not letting me go into like a deep depressive mood that night and I could like you know be scared I I was like nothing can scare me (laughs) I was like crying all day I was like nothing can scare me and my friends were with me so it holds a special place in my heart and I also love it I think it's a really fun activity to go to with your friends so if you're thinking about going definitely recommend getting tickets it's like worth the money trust me um, and then last poll is pumpkin spice or apple crisp. Like, you know, the pumpkin spice flavors of fall is like obviously a classic. It's a white girl staple. But the apple crisp, like I'm really not trying to be different here. Like I just genuinely prefer like apple flavored stuff over pumpkin. I'm sorry. I'm voting apple crisp till the day I die. So there's that. I'm definitely going to post these on my Instagram story. So if you're not following me, be sure to follow me on Instagram. It's at TK's Juicy Polls. And I post stuff for the podcast there and polls all the time. So definitely check it out. So today's episode is going to be basically how to network like a beast. And it's one of those things that I feel very grateful for because 
I think that I have just been blessed with being an extroverted person. Yes, I'm not going to lie. I think it helps. I think you're a better networker if you're extroverted and good with people. Like, it's just inevitable. It comes more naturally to you to go up to someone and chat with them and, you know, be able to, like, the, the key to networking is being able to be a good friend and make a good personal relationship without making them feel like you're just using them for their time or their clout or their money. So it's, and it's not um, slimy at all. It's just like, it's a gift. I think that some people are naturally given. That's one of the few things I have going for me is being extroverted. And as soon as I realized that when I first moved to LA, because I literally knew no one, that is when I started moving and shaking things in LA and started really making a name for myself and finding my career path. So, um, yeah, I'm not trying to be like, I'm such a good networker. Um, but at the same time, I think I have been very blessed with being extroverted. What can I say? That's, that's the first thing, but doesn't mean you can't be a good networker, even if you're introverted. So keep that in mind. Um, we're going to go into all the things, networking, how to even just make friends in a new city, it's really hard. Um, I don't know if you guys listened to my hometown episode, but Ashley and I were talking about how in in small towns, there's only few places to go to, you know, meet up with people or peers and, you know, people you have crushes on, people you want to work for or work with or whatever the case is or even be friends with. And it's so easy to have convenient friendships in a small town. But when you live in a big city like L.A. or New York or you know, Atlanta, wherever you live. If you live in a big city, relationships are so much more valuable when you have a good one because relationships just aren't convenient like they are in a small town. Like you don't all just go to one Kilroy's bar where everyone just goes for the night every Saturday where you can guarantee your boss, your boyfriend, and and your BFF is going to be there. Like in in LA, it's such a big city and it's such commitment to go places and meet people that um, a ride or die relationship, which is rare and there's few and far between um, in the whole city, that um, it means a lot when someone takes the time to meet with you and actually wants to help you. So we're going to talk about how to like get down and dirty with networking. First things first is, I'm the realist, if you know no one and you move to a big city, there's a few th things you can do to get your name on the map. And it starts with essentially internet, becoming internet friends with someone. And I know your parents said to you growing up, don't be friends with strangers on the internet, but I can attest I have met so many friends through the internet, including my boss and including all of my like big internet social media people I've met through the internet. And it is through consistency standing out and following up but there's a fine line between being annoying and consistent so we're gonna like talk about how to avoid crossing that line Thank you so much to Apartments.com for sponsoring this episode of Making Moves. Apartments.com believes a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. 
That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing-slash-time-expanding device is easy. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. The one thing that has kept me sane throughout the 75 hard challenge, and more importantly, has kept me hydrated the most, is liquid IV. Y'all, when I tell you, I literally crave liquid IV. Like the lemon lime flavor lives rent-free in my head. First of all, it just always quenches my thirst, but it is perfectly sour and has that tangy taste to it. And it's just so good. Like a nice cold, crisp glass of liquid IV. Oh my gosh. Sounds so good. Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, all in a single sugar-free stick. So I actually just taste tested all of the flavors for you guys, the pear, the white peach, the green grape, and the lemon lime. And I have to tell you, I still think lemon lime is my favorite. (laughs) But my second favorite is green grape. And then my third favorite, believe it or not, is pear. I'm actually shocked by how much I like pear. And then in fourth place for me was the white peach. My favorite thing about Liquid IV is how convenient it is, especially because I am always on the go. I am booked and busy, and I'm sure you guys are too. So being able to pack it so easily in a purse or a carry-on or whatever the case is, like my work bag, I always have a liquid IV in there because throughout my day, I get so thirsty and nothing truly satisfies my thirst craving other than a liquid IV. Like it is so good. I literally want to make one right now. And listen, drinking water is great. Like I've been drinking so much water while doing the 75 hard challenge, but one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you way better than water alone. And I love it because I feel like it actually revives me. And the best part about it is that there's no artificial sweeteners and zero sugar. However you hydrate, grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco, or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TK at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code TK at liquidiv.com. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. What's amazing about the internet is that there's so many tools and 
resources that you can use to reach out to anyone. One of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten, it was while I went to FITM in college. I went to the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising. And one of my professors told me this and it ingrained in my head. And I was like, that is genius. And it was, I remember her telling me, looking me in the eyes and she goes, Taylor, if you want to get in contact with anyone in this industry or this world, you know that they're only two phone calls away. And I was like, what? Like, there's no way. Like, I don't have, you know, Chris Jenner's phone number. Like, there's no way. I know no one. Like, I have no connections here. No, 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 no. Like, so negative, right? She goes, no, really. Believe me. Who you want to get in contact with, was whether it's the president of the United States or Reese Witherspoon or Kris Jenner or Kim Kardashian or Michael Jordan, whoever it is, they're really only two phone calls away. And what I mean by that is you only have to find the assistant's email or phone number or, you know, the secretary, whoever it is. And then the next person really is that person. I can attest like that is so true. You will be very surprised what you can find out by a little bit of research on the internet. A little bit of effort goes a long way. And I will say being on the other side now, having a few connections and helping others make big connections and get the big job, it is very noticeable as being on the other side of it, being able to recognize who actually made effort, um, researching and putting in effort to try and get the job that they want. And it makes you as the employer really want to help um, this person who's putting in effort. It's like when you're dating a dude, like if they like you, they'll put in effort. It's simple. Same with when you're hiring. Don't hire anyone that's not putting in effort and doesn't know anything about you. You want them to know everything about you, right? So if you're trying to get a job, you should know everything about them. When I was in college, LinkedIn was my bestie. I, it was so reliable. I could use it all the time. I could use it to reach out to anyone I wanted. And what's cool about LinkedIn is it doesn't feel almost as slimy because it is a professional networking tool. Like it's not cloudy. It's like it literally was made for working and connections. So it's not weird when you reach out. Like you have the the excuse that it's literally LinkedIn and just everyone uses LinkedIn to network and reach out. So and it's all about connections. So I definitely recommend using that to your advantage. Even if you're in the creative industry where people don't use LinkedIn as much, it still works and it's still useful and people still use it. So what I would do when I knew no one and I wanted like a big internship at CBS or Amazon or Warner Brothers or, you know, let's say you want a big internship at Deloitte or Chase Bank or whatever the case is. What's awesome is you can literally go to LinkedIn and I paid for premium and I thought it was worth every penny when I was in college because I loved being able to go incognito and like creep on people without them knowing that I viewed their profile just because like, I don't know, I cared about that. And there's a bunch of other features that you can do. I think you can like direct message people on there. I don't, I don't know, but I recommend getting premium on LinkedIn. I think it's like a hundred dollars for the year. Anyway, ask for it for Christmas. You know what they say? Connections and people, you know, is priceless. What can I say? Write it off. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I wanted a job at like CBS or Amazon Studios or Warner Brothers or whatever. So I literally would type in like Warner Brothers production or even just Warner Brothers in general. And every single person that worked at Warner Brothers that had a LinkedIn popped up. And then I would try and connect with all of them. And then in addition to that, I would try and find the one that um, felt like they had the job that I wanted. And from there, 
from then on, I would kind of research like, oh, you know, how did they get there? And what's cool about LinkedIn is it's kind of like an online resume. So you can really creep on, let's say like Sally Joe pops up. She works um, in the costume department at Warner Brothers. Let's say that's what my dream job was. It's so cool because, of course, at the top of it, it's like, head costume or lead costume designer for Warner Brothers. But under that, it has all the other jobs she did leading up to that, which essentially qualified her for the big Warner Brothers job. I think that's awesome because it kind of shows their journey and path because everyone has a unique, different path. Everyone has a different chapter. You guys know I'm big on that. But what's cool about being able to see others is that you can really compare and contrast by looking at those accolades and seeing what others did to get to where they are. Doesn't mean you need to do the same thing, but you can kind of use it as inspiration. Does that make sense? So I would look at all of, you know, Sally Joe's stuff and John Doe's stuff and, you know, all these people that worked at the companies I wanted to work at. And once I found the few, the select few that were in the department I wanted or my dream job or whatever it was, I would just cold call message them, not actually call them, but message them on LinkedIn. And was what was awesome about premium is I'm pretty sure I could message them directly, aka like a DM, but on LinkedIn instead of Instagram. So it's more professional. And by the way, make sure you have your LinkedIn pimped out before you message them. So make sure your profile picture is good. Like it's kind of like if some dude were to DM me right now and they were like, hey, I want to take you on a date. I would immediately go to their profile and check it out and be like, oh, is this guy worth giving the time of day? Same thing with LinkedIn. Like they're immediately going to look at your profile. They're going to look at your profile picture, see if you look the part. And then they're also going to look at all of your experience and like on Instagram, you look at all their photos, see what they're about. They look at your bio, all the things and they kind of review it like you do on a dating app before you agree to helping them out or making the connection or doing whatever it is you want. So Gary Vee has one of this this really great uh, book but um and quote I think and the book is called jab 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 right hook I think that is similar to networking like you want to give 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 and then ask for your big question or your big job or whatever it is so let's say I am a sophomore in college I'm trying to get a summer internship at Warner Brothers I messaged Sally Doe. I pimp out my LinkedIn. I pimped out my Instagram. They look, employers look at your Instagram, okay? So make sure it looks good, especially if you're in the creative field. Your Instagram, I'm not kidding you, means more to me as someone who's hiring people all the time um, or like recommending people all the time. Um, Your Instagram sometimes can mean more to me than your resume. I'm not just saying that. Like, I feel like it's just a reflection of who you are. And if you're in the creative, especially social media world, your Instagram should be good and your captions should be funny or flirty or whatever the job is that you're going for. It should kind of be a weird reflection. Like you should just definitely play the part. So your LinkedIn should kind of reflect the same. Like it should make sense um, when they look at your profile. Like, oh, this actually might be a good candidate for Warner Brothers or Chase Bank or whatever it is. So definitely pimp it out. And don't be afraid to utilize LinkedIn because it's a great tool and it's so underrated and connect with everyone and be nice to everyone. Guys, things get back to everyone. Just be nice to everyone. It's worth it. The amount of times I've met people where they were like my professor or my boss at one point and now I'm at a higher level than them or vice versa. Like 
where um, I was at a higher level and now they're surpassing me or whatever the case is, that happens all the time, way more than you think. You never know when so-and-so who was just a little assistant is one day going to be the executive of Starbucks and you're going to want to do a brand deal with them and it's just connections are everything. So be nice to everyone, um, especially assistants and interns because me being an assistant myself throughout several years of my life, you remember who was who was nice to you and who wasn't. And anyone I I feel like I can speak on behalf of Alicia Marie, anyone that wasn't nice to me, she is not okay with. She's not okay with that. So um, you know, assistants and bosses are close for a reason, and they are one of the most important people on their team. So be nice to assistants and interns. That's very important. Anyway, back to resources that are on the internet. Sorry, this is a little bit all over the place. My head is very scatterbrained you're getting like a little deep deep look into what my brain looks like so the next resource that you can use which might seem a little bit obvious is Instagram Instagram is like the coolest because you can just cold call DM anyone like you can literally DM the vice president right now if you wanted to which is insane or you can DM your favorite celebrity or your favorite influencer whatever it is and I will say like I know I'm much smaller than a lot of like huge massive influencers, but myself and then friends of mine that are really big, we see our DMs. We read through them. We look through them. Just because we don't respond doesn't mean we don't see them. And I try and respond to a lot. Stuff that stands out to me, uh, people that pitch themselves well to me in my DMs, I'm going to reply to. So um, don't underestimate that. Speaking of Instagram, Lots of important people on Instagram in their bio have their email or their team's email on Instagram, which is awesome because it used to be so hard to find people's emails, like important people's emails. Like you used to literally like have to have an IMDB account and like have credits and all this stuff to be able to get like their agent's email. And now we all put it in our Instagram bio, which by the way, if you're an influencer or anyone really important or just anything you should 100% your email should be the number one thing in your bio you're asking to not get deals and opportunities if you don't have your email or your team's email in your bio that's that um secondly people that reach out to my email in my instagram it's always forwarded to my team and then it's forwarded directly to me and they're always like question mark do you want to be a part of this or whatever the case is and I'll either say yes or no but most of the times we see it so don't underestimate using people's email in their bio, um, reaching out. The last resource that I think is the most underrated of them all when trying to get a job specifically in my world, if you're trying to be the me to another influencer um, or being, you know, Lord DIY's producer, or let's say you're trying to be Tana's producer, a big YouTuber's producer or assistant or work for them or be their social media person, makeup artist, whatever the case is, or even being their peer or friend, or internet friend, or you're trying to get a follow. I think it's so underrated commenting on other people's and other creators and peers of yours Instagrams. And here's why. This has literally happened to me. Growing up, one of my favorite YouTubers was, and still is to this day, Lauren Elizabeth. And I just felt like I could relate to her. I thought she was so funny. She's from Chicago and I'm a Midwest girl. And I was like, this girl's hilarious. I love her style. My name is TK's Juicy Polls on Instagram, which obviously is already like, who the heck is this girl? What's the poll? Like, I'm confused. What's the juicy? Who's TK? Yada, yada. So that in itself kind of stands out, which honestly consider if you're in the creative world, consider making your 
username or handle stand out. Tiki's Juicy Pulls has done way more good for me than I ever could have imagined just because it's kind of a weird, unique Instagram name, which I did not, you know, intentionally do. It just kind of happened. Um, so Lauren, I was a huge fan of for years and I always wanted to be your friend and I always wanted to, my goal, dream goal is to get her on my podcast and, you know, kind of have her as a peer or maybe one day down the road, like have her in my, a YouTube video of mine or whatever the case was. But my dream was to be, have her be a guest on my podcast. So I was like, all right, what's my plan of attack here? And good things take time. You have to trust the process. Like not everything's going to happen in one second. Um, I think you need to remember when networking that people don't give a crap about you. You need to have zero expectations. And people, especially in the entertainment industry, are extremely busy. And they're mostly entrepreneurs. And they're just trying to pay rent. You know what I mean? So don't get offended when people don't respond to you because it's not deep. It's not personal. It's just it was a bad time and they don't have the time to deal with you right now. It's never personal. For a long time, I was a very consistent and active follower of Lauren's. So I would like reply to her stories on her DMs, like funny and like memorable stuff. Like let's say she would post um, her eating Midwest food in LA. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'd kill for some pigs in a blanket right now or like Buffalo chicken dip or ranch or something. Like something that she could relate to because obviously only like a Midwest girly would get that. Does that make sense? Like you have to make little personal touches that they will find funny or make them laugh for a second or just make you stand out. And instead of, cause all the time people are getting flooded with you're so pretty. Oh my God, I stand blah, blah, blah. blah. But if you take a little extra time to think of a funny comment that stands out or something that'll make them laugh or something they've never heard of or you can show that you're an actual dedicated fan or that you really appreciated the content that they made us creators like adore that that stands out the most to me and I'm sure it stood out to Lauren so I would be very intentional with what I would comment what I would dm I wasn't just saying random whack-ass shit I was being very intentional with what I was saying and I still do this to this day if I'm trying to you know make a good connection or I'm trying to get it land a podcast guest in the near future I'm very intentional with what I say and when I say it and make sure it's just going to be a good it was worth the time of day for them to read and it hopefully made their day a little bit better again people are really busy anything that's little tiny positive you know, words of affirmation or helpful things or tips or tricks or whatever that you can comment to make that person's day better, that's going to make you stand out. So I know this is a very long story, but all of this is to say that after consistently commenting on Lauren's YouTube videos, you know, congratulating on her when her podcast launched, being an active follower, commenting funny stuff or random things, personal notes here and there to show I was a loyal and consistent follower of hers just because I love her content um, and love her. And I knew we would be friends. Normally, people that it, you love on the internet, you would be friends with because obviously you like their content. You like who they are as a person. You're probably going to be friends. So I remember when we went to the same event one time in LA, I was luckily with a mutual friend who also knew her, but she came up to me and she was like, are you Tiki's Juicy Pulse? And like she literally remembered my Instagram handle because of how many times I had, you know, 
consistently reached out. And um, I think I even had sent something to her. I was like, I don't know if you know, I'm like a huge fan of yours. And it's okay to be a fan. Um, I think it's so weird when people act like they don't know you or they're way better than you or, you know, I'm like too cool for this. Like that's not the way to play the game. I think it's so cool to be like, yo, I'm a huge fan of your content or oh my gosh, I love your last video. Like you don't have to be weird fangirly because I think there's a fine line between like making someone feel uncomfortable or creepy. But um, it's totally okay to be a fan of someone. Like I love when people come up to me and they're like, yo, I fork with your content because I know we would probably be friends. All of that to say is that Lauren recognized me and my profile picture because I think I was wearing a red lip and in the profile picture I had a red lip. And when I met her... um all the things came together, like all of the comments, the YouTube comments, the DMs, the um, profile picture, the username that stood out. And when we met, she was like, oh my God, I know you. And I was like, like, I literally was blown away. I was like, no way. And before we knew it, um, we became internet friends. She followed me. I was like, what the heck is this? How is this real? And, you know, I was just a loyal, consistent follower, which is like being on the influencer side um that's like all we can ask for and like that is the most rewarding thing as a creator is having like loyal people that you know are dedicated to you and your content and that's what I was for her and that's what I am for a lot of people but I really was for Lauren and I had commented so many times and been such a loyal fan that I had jab jab jabbed when it was finally time to write hook and swing and ask her for a favor to be on my podcast even though I'm way smaller than her and it's not really going to get her much exposure and I'm not doing that much for her at the time when I was way smaller um she was like oh my gosh yes duh of course course um she didn't even think twice and, and she literally said that on my podcast go listen to it um but that is just a prime example obviously Lauren's awesome and not everyone is going to be like that but I think consistency and not just saying stuff to say it and being intentional that means more than anything to creators and someone you want to work for and it's okay after you have jabbed a gazillion times. It's okay to ask for a favor and do your right hook. And um, it's always going to be a no unless you ask. Let's cut to a break. So let me just talk to my introvert homies here for a second. Um, and extroverts if you're just like, I don't know how to network. Whatever. Let's get into this. Um, if you're nervous to go up to people or you're not really good at talking to people or you're really nervous or you have anxiety or whatever the case is, let's talk about how to approach someone that you want in your orbit of people you want to network with. Also, just before I get into this, you are your five best friends. And people in Hollywood say you're only as good as your last project, which is like kind of true, whatever. It's kind of also like scary. <laughs> But I, one of my favorite quotes is, you are a reflection of your five best friends or the five closest people in your orbit. So you want to make sure they're cooler than you or provide some value or they're awesome. You want your orbit and your network to be sick. I always say, if you're the dumbest person in the room, you're in the right room. If you're the smartest person in the room, you need to get the hell out of that room. Run and go into a room where you're dumb because that is where you will only get better and push yourself and 
you know, you have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations and take risks and do it. Even though it's scary, do it because that's how you are going to expand your network and um, push yourself as a person, be the best version of yourself. So make sure that network is like, really think right now, who are your five best friends? Who do you go to? Who are your top people on your iMessage that you have in the little circles are they smarter than you? Do they provide more value? Like, are what do they do for you in, as a friendship? Not using them in a weird, slimy way. You just want to be able to add value to their life as, and have them add value to yours. You want it to be completely mutual. And so that, like in a relationship, when you when I get married one day, I hope that, you know, they can push me to get to one level and I can push them to get to the next. And, you know, we're like a dynamic duo and that's how friendships and relationships and especially working relationships should be. So if you're an introvert, you're scared to go up, you're at some event. Let's say you're at Estella Artois event, one of my favorite um, beers and alcoholic beverages. Um, And let's say you see Alicia Murray and you're like, oh my God, I want to work for Parallel Apparel. Right. Alicia Marie's my boss, if you don't know. So you're like, I want to work for Parallel Apparel. That's her clothing brand. I want to be the creative director of all photo shoots. That's my dream job. And you're so nervous. You have so much anxiety. You have no idea what to say. You've never met her. You've never met her before. Um, These are the things you need to go through in your head. One, do you have anyone in common with her? Um, Do... Is there anyone that's friends with her that you know of? Does she go to the same trainer as you? Does she go to the same nutritionist as you? Does she go to the same workout class as you? Does she go to the same restaurant as you or um, like the same type of coffee or whatever? Anything with a common interest. Like there, here's Alicia Marie, here's you. What's the catalyst? Is it that you both like oat milk? Is it that you um, have watched her and watched her journey on YouTube since the pink, hot pink wall and zebra print room? Is it that you met Ashley, her sister, one time at church? Is it that you um, both were in band growing up? Whatever it is, you need to find some common interest. I guarantee you there's something. One thing that I use a lot is if I know that they're from the Midwest, that is like bread and butter to me. Cause I'm like, ah, I'll be so fine. Like there's so many things about the Midwest that we can relate on and enjoy and bond over because living in LA, people reminisce about how nice Midwest people are. There's so many things I can talk about the ranch, the food, the hospitality, you get the picture, the corn, there's nothing to do people back home. Like we can, we can talk about a gazillion things just being from like the same area of the world. But if you have nothing, nothing, nothing in common, which like the first thing is you should try and find something in common. Keep in mind, really important people get asked all the time about what they do for a living. Cause that's how they are known. For instance, like Reese Witherspoon, obviously like she's an actor. So she gets all the time, like how was it acting on Big Little Lies or whatever, like things like that. Um, They're always referenced and referred to regarding their job. So my plan of attack when I'm networking with someone I don't know, I have no common interest with and I don't have any um, mutual friends is I try and ask questions that are like kind of not avoiding what they do because obviously they talk about that so much. I kind of want to make myself stand out what 
you know, how can we be friends without just the fact that I would use them for their job and their career? Because so many people have. I know that's not your intention, but so many people have. People are, with high profiles are a little nervous that you're going to use them for clout, money, time, whatever it is. Because they've been used before. That's just how the world works, unfortunately. So what can you say or do to get around that and make a common interest or, you know, enjoy each other's company without talking about work? So one thing you could say is something about what they're wearing. You could be like, oh my gosh, I live for those shoes. Where did you get them? They're like, oh my God, you won't believe it. I actually got it from the real real. It's this new website I found where they have, it's like a designer consignment. You could be like, oh my God, I heard of that. I just saw an Instagram ad. Isn't it so crazy how Instagram ads like know what to send you? And then they're like, yeah, I also had another one from Taco Bell, which is crazy because I was talking about Taco Bell on the phone with my friend, Karen and blah, blah, blah. And just like the conversation rolls out. You just need one good question to keep it going. And Keep asking good questions and that way the conversation will continue. Uh, People love to talk about themselves and especially love answering good, intelligent questions because not very many people do ask good questions. Um, And the best way you can ask good questions is by listening, being a good listener. So if they say, you know, if they were like, yeah, it's crazy. The thing at Taco Bell that I just got tastes just like my grandma B's apple pie. Um, remember that and maybe you can circle back to grandma B further down the road in your conversation and then they'll really appreciate that you listened to that little detail. Just again, like dating when your crush remembers the little details that you threw in there or that you really like extra whipped cream on your Sunday and he remembers that when he orders it for you or that he knows that you get really nervous before tests and he got you a coffee Um, because he knew it would calm you down before, whatever the case is, the little things matter. So really try and listen because you can tell um, when someone isn't listening and it drives me nuts when I'm having a conversation with someone and I have direct eye contact with them and you can tell they're like looking to see who else is in the room and looking at them and um, you can just tell they're not in the conversation, which is okay. Um, It just feels like a waste of time and people can tell. So really look them in the eye and pay attention and listen And it's okay if there's a little bit of awkward silence because you need to gather your thoughts about what your next good question is. Listening is the key to good questions is what I'm trying to say. Another thing I was going to say is that high profile people meet a lot of other people. And if they've met you before and don't remember you, yeah, that sucks. It happens all the time. I think it's super weird when people act like they don't remember you. Some people actually don't. And it's just, you know, it was really quick. They were in, they had a bunch of stuff going on. What if someone close to them just literally, you You have to give them the benefit of the doubt because sometimes like high profile people have like the craziest stuff go on and they still have to, the show must go on. Like I've heard of crazy stuff where, you know, they had the worst breakup of their life and they have to go out and perform or um, someone in their family just passed away and they still have to do the damn thing. So you need to give a little grace um, if people don't remember you. No expectations is the key. Don't be afraid to reintroduce yourself. It's okay to give context Oh my gosh, Reese Witherspoon, it's so nice to meet you again. Um, we actually met at the event, the Soul Cycle event, a few weeks ago. I was so honored to meet you. I don't know if you remembered, but we talked about Grandma B. How was she doing? She will literally, Reese Witherspoon would be floored if you brought that up. She would be like, you remember that? Because people don't pay attention. In LA, it's so like, 
who you know, I'm better than you, whatever. If you actually take the time of day to look people in the eye and pay attention, it, it sounds ridiculous how easy it seems and it sounds crazy that people don't do that. But people that remember little things like that, I swear to you, they will never forget you. If you, and it's okay, if the third time she doesn't remember you, you say it again. And I'm telling you, sometimes people need to hear it five times. They say with um, marketing and advertising and even influencers, they they have to hear it like three to five to ten times before they follow, click the link, buy whatever you're promoting. People need repetition. Gen Z, our minds are like goldfish. Like we like see a 15 second TikTok, we're like, my intention span is so small. We need to be reminded. Don't let your ego get bruised if someone doesn't remember you. Just, you know, refresh their memory. Like, oh my gosh, I totally remember we met at the Revolve party at Coachella. I don't know if you remember you were in that sick outfit. How was the rest of your night? Bam. Get the conversation going. Um, again, people love to talk about themselves. So just keep, uh, keep asking good questions about them. You'll be Gucci flip-flops. Trust me. Even if you're nervous... I keep saying this today, but I really mean it. Even if you're nervous, you're never going to know. It's always going to be a no or it's never going to happen unless you just ask or try or bite the bullet. And this is your sign to just reach out and reach out with intention. Go the extra mile. Um, If you're sending a DM pitching yourself or you're sending an email pitching yourself, don't just send your resume. I want a good email. I want the resume attached a great resume. I want a portfolio and a reason why you should hire me. And then also if you're trying to be, you know, let's say you're trying to work for me, I want a thumbnail of what my um, future videos could look like of video ideas. I want people are so busy that are high profile or, you know, someone you want to work for. People are so busy in order to impress them. You need to go off and you need to be able to add value and they don't have time to teach you what they want. So you need to tell them what they need. So if you're going to be their employee, you literally need to send an email pimped out with everything that you could possibly do to add value to their life without them having to do anything and figure out what they're bad at. Like if they've said on the podcast before, yeah, I'm horrible with emails or I'm horrible with coming out with thumbnails, but I'm great with titles. Then send them a whole email with like eight thumbnails of ones that you could do that are way better and easy hire people want easy 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 so definitely consider those things when you are emailing someone so I know that was a little bit all over the place but I feel like those are little tips and tricks that I've used throughout my career meeting people and I think at the end of the day if you have a high level of integrity and you're just a nice person and your yeses mean yes and your noes mean no there's no fluff or bs and you look someone in the eye and you're genuine that is really going to be your gold star and your secret sauce. So keep that in mind. Be a good person. Be nice to everyone. And networking should be easy for you. And again, just don't be afraid to ask. It'll be a no. It's an auto no unless you ask. So um, if you're interested in any more networking questions, tips, and tricks, be sure to DM me on Instagram. I would be happy to chat about them with you on there. Or maybe we can do a part two of this episode or maybe make it a series. I don't know. Let me know. Um and be sure to follow me on everything follow me on my instagram at tk's juicy polls my youtube channel taylor king i vlog and do stuff like this all the time give little tips and tricks throughout my vlogs show my everyday life my um my work weeks everything my what i wear to work 
my lunches, everything like that. And um, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're just listening to this podcast, you can watch it on YouTube. So be sure to do that and make someone's day this week. Peace.